Hello, filthy hobbitsies. This is Smeagol, coming at you from the Knife Party Podcast, where Master leaves it all on the cousin room floor. Watching bad horror movies Yes, we're the night party Hoodcast AF knew it was true That's when we had H1 zombies in studio Yo, yo, what's going on, man? New intro, huh? No, this is just to get canceled from YouTube once again. Eh, fuck him. So I, we just re- we just watched a great movie. We're going to review it, but let me read off the soundtrack to set album. Okay, first off, this is a teaser. If you didn't read the thing, we're doing Freddy vs Jason. Um, we opened up the book. This is the original DVD, and it says "Cutting Room Floor." I swear to God, <laughs> either I blocked that on my memory. Or I never opened this thing up. But let's look at the soundtrack here. We got Slipknot, Seven Dust, Mushroom Head, Stone Sour, Hate Breed, Kill Switch Engage, Chimera, uh, Powerman 5000, Murder Dolls, which they're actually quite good. Um, Devil Driver, which are actually quite good. How come Typo Fucking Negative is not listed here? Listen. I'm probably because they're on the score, not first the soundtrack. Off, it's the best song out of all these nitwits, all these knuckleheads. Typo Negative is the best fucking band ever, first off. Oh, by the way, shout out to Pod Is Killing Me. Pod Is Killing Me is the greatest music uh, podcast. A lot of people say your favorite band sucks, but guess what? I like hearing episodes weekly and not every five months. Um, and they only do 90s music and typo negative and also movie soundtracks, which is actually really cool because that's what we're all about here, right? Plus, we're not they, doing, They're not doing this one because they're, they're not on it. No, but the funny thing is they did mention this movie at, at the last podcast because they just did Life is Killing Me, which this album's on. Anyway, um, so yeah, back to them. So you have this soundtrack of all these alt-90s bands or new metal bands. Early 2000s new metal. How come they didn't fucking mention Typo? For real, the first ever band to put Roadrunner or Road Racer previously on golden platinum status with Bloody Kisses and October Rust, and they don't get any love? Fuck that, dude. Kill Switch is listed first thing. I'm, I'm mad. I don't know who was in charge. Thank you for picking Typo, but... They should have had him on it. You know what's funny, too? You know when Typo was a question about this? They were like, 
wait a minute, we're on Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> they didn't even know. So they go, so we added one of our shittiest songs on one of the shittiest movies? And I disagree with that, because I think that Freddy vs. Jason is a great fucking movie, and I think Life is Killing Me is a great movie, and I think this song is great, too. song um, is great. The movie is fan service. Dude, this is one of the best breakup songs ever, and this movie is the best versus movie. Alien vs. Predator. PG Trash, bullshit. Yeah. And Predator is like, what? He looks like a dwarf. He's like 5'11 and, and weighs like 800 pounds of costume. Well, Xenomorph is tall and long boy, so yeah, I guess so, but yeah, he did make Predator look tiny. Yeah. It, well, Xenomorph is supposed to be big, but... Yeah. But Except for in Aliens, where the warriors... I, I like the original alien design, where they're tall and they stealthy, and not just, you know, animals. Yeah. Like, that's... I love Aliens, don't get me wrong. It's it's a great movie. It, the Space Marines cloning... They're so awesome. That being said, they're not as cool as, as the original Alien, because the original Alien is like a serial killer alien. Like, he'll get everybody. Yeah, and in number two, they're... Number two, they're like cannon fodder. Yeah, they're just dumb animals. Plus, they don't have that cool skull that the original alien has. No, it's all just matte black. It's, yeah, or no, it's gloss and black. It's, it's, it's shiny. It's matte gloss. Actually, it's matte black, and they put Vaseline all over it in KY. That's actually how they do that effect. That's as Geiger slime. intended. Oh, yeah. As yeah, Geiger yeah. intended. Yeah, he's a weird sexual deviant. He definitely oh, likes watch, the loom. Watch your foot a little bit. All right. But, uh, yeah, gross. So we're... We're going to talk some uh, Fred VJ, um, and I'm releasing this uh, as it's recorded. It's exactly one month from its release, which is July 13th, and it came out on August 13th, which is someone's birthday. I hear it's somebody's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my birthday. So uh, pretty cool birthday to have. I share the death day with... Um, Gary Gygax, which is sad. Yeah, I share it with this movie and apparently Bobby Hill. <laughs> hey, Dad! Dad, I like hot dogs in my mouth! <laughs> Bobby, shut your mouth and put this hot dog in it. God dang it, Bobby. God you almost made me spit Bobby. out beer. <laughs> Fucking wife loves that show. I just like Dale. Dale's great. So, anyway, off topic a little bit. Let's talk about the movie we are reviewing, which is Freddy vs. Jason. Now, this movie was teased years before it came out. In fact, 11 years before it came out, which is pretty interesting, right? Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, I think we need to go to the lobby. No, no, let's not go to the lobby. You, you want to talk about some fun facts first? Let's do some fun facts first. All right. And then let, we'll go get some snacks. All right. We'll just go get some snacks. Well, well let's watch the trailer to get us uh, like in the mood, okay? Send it. Send it. Or sleep. Why a 
hope you die. That place your bits was not in the film, by the way, but there you go. Nope, neither was Freddy jumping out of the water, and it was all blue. It was red. It was red. That's one of my favorite shots. So I remember when I first saw that trailer, I was, what? Now, remember, this is a 20-year-old Zach, and um, I wasn't watching his movie as many movies as I was then than now, because I was getting uh, you know, young P at the time. And, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, like as a child, I watched a lot now as an adult being, you know, more calm and having my own spot to watch films and shit and being a collector of films and vinyl, um, this movie, but oh, wait, let's rewind a little bit. When I was a kid, I loved comic books and this has such a comic book feel to it. It, it definitely does. It has that dark horse kind of crossover. It so does. Yeah. And not only that, like the battle scenes in it when Freddy and Jason are fighting looks like two 20 level D&D fighters like just throwing. Just throwing yeah, yes. throwing down. It's so good. Um, throwing down. So let's talk about that. There was an actual weigh in. And I remember this when this was teased. You showed me this. I can't believe this actually happened. And the fact that everyone played it as straight is hilarious. Yeah, to me. they totally did not break kayfabe i want to thank minty comedy um i did ask him for permission on the uh previous episodes but i don't mention him enough so thank you minty comedy um also thank you to all our patreons as you and also nick neo and all of our uh you know five kids to feed members and everything else you really make it happen caps and cork you know i love you um you know you are yeah. But I just, this show has gone so international that it's kind of pointless. Like, did you know that a majority of our listeners are actually coming from now Texas? From Texas? Yeah. Really? Yes. It's too hot to go outside there. Might as well sit inside and listen to podcasts. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can either listen to Rogan, your mom's house or us. So there you go. Um, and uh, where the fuck was I? I was talking about Patreons, and before that, I was talking about some. It's it's. By the way, we we've just gotten a sudden heat wave, and in California, when it gets ten degrees up, because we're such soft bitches, we're like, oh, it's dying in here. It's so hot. Oh yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it's so hot. It's like eighty two degrees, but it is hazy. Yeah, well, that's due to our glorious air quality. So I used to love comic books, and and like you mentioned, Dark Horse. Dark Horse used to be a subsidiary of DC, but they used to get all these cool licensing, like Batman versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. Alien versus, of course. Terminator versus Robocop. and uh, But this movie, Freddy versus Jason, um, was teased a long, long, long time ago. In the far-off year of 1993. That's right. Jason goes to hell. So this, this movie was teased for 10 years. Now, another thing, too... I rewatched Jason Goes to Hell, I think about a year, no, about two years ago. It was during oh, Halloween. Okay. I, was like, I thought we were going to watch that together. <laughs> oh, Jason Goes to Hell is terrible. Or, or sorry, no. For, uh, wait. Jason Goes to Hell is terrible? No, hold on. You were thinking Jason X. There's Freddy's Dead, which is great. And then Jason Goes to Hell, which is terrible. Jason Goes to Hell is a terrible fucking movie. I think we should watch it just for the final scene Dude. that ties in. 
here. Well, not only that, I was about to say there was a tie-in scene too earlier on in the show, in the movie rather. You see the Necronomicon, the exact one from Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. and you also see uh, the dagger used. So let's tie into the comic book there with the Necronomicon. Oh, and by the way, Minty, there you go. I just gave you a little like thing there. You didn't mention the dagger. That actually kills the chick casting the spells uh, in, in number two. Her name escapes me at this point. But I was trying to remember all these teenagers' names in, in this movie. So, you know, I have Dune Bar's number. If I learn a few names, I forget a few. It's just the way it is. Linda, that's her name. Linda. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, the same dagger that stabs her is actually in uh, um, Jason Goes to Hell. We also see the hand, uh, the Freddy glove come up and grab the mask and everything else. That was so, the scene that sent me. So I was a young zombie watching that. And like, a okay. young zombie. So, yes. you still had all your flesh. Yes. So you guys can't see it, but he's a very decayed zombie. He looks more like American Wolf in London on day like five at Piccadilly Circus. You know, he's still got his voice, but, you know, you can see his teeth, his lips are gone. Yeah. You know, no eye, no uh, eyelashes anymore. Military service will do that to you. Yeah. But you do kind of smell. Luckily, we have a lot of Febreze. Thank you. But <laughs> did you just say thank you? Yes. Oh, okay. I so zombies are proud of their smells. Oh yeah. It's, okay. It's pungent. Nothing wrong with that. I like I like my musk coming off. But the uh, me watching Freddy goes to hell, and I was very very young, and I'm sitting here. Wa- uh, no, it was a uh, Jason goes to hell, and watching that scene at my aunt's house, and I'm like, okay, that's another scary movie because I like scary movies as a kid because I was a weird fucking kid. Believe it or not, well, big all shock. Of us were. Fair. So. Watching at the end when the glove comes out and grabs the mask and pulls it down, you and hear, you hear Freddy, the laugh. who's not Robert England laughing. But it sounds kind of like him, though. It does. I mean, I wouldn't have known until someone pointed it out. You know, it was a generic, you know, bad guy laugh. It didn't sound like Robert England and his maniacal. Plus, it had a lot of processors on it, so yeah. But I was hyped. I was like, are they gonna fight in the next movie? And then, uh, then several next movies later, no. Well. And then, they did Russ Craven's New Nightmare, um, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, it's fourth wall breaking, different universe. It, yeah, well, the real Freddy universe, if you actually can't keep them canon, is 1, 3, and then uh, New Nightmare, so, it, yeah. ac- according to Wes different. Craven. Um, and then we got Jason in Space, which was Trash. amazing. Amazing. Rewatch it. We're going to do that soon, dude. I watched it when it came out, and I remember this is hot garbage. This is hot garbage. Because you didn't watch it on opening day at midnight in all-black theater, which made it amazing. No, I did not. (laughs) I I watched it rented from Blockbuster on VHS. Of course you did. Yes. See, these movies, these big epic murder movies, you need to see in a theater and... It, it makes him so much. You know, people, you got to see Avatar in the theater, dude. You got to see Gravity. Nah, go see horror movies in the theater. So much better. I think that's one of the reasons why I loved Evil Dead Rise so much. Because in the theater, it's, you know what I mean? You forget you're sitting around people. As a young zombie, the only way I had access to these movies, you know, in the 90s when I'm getting into like more mature horror stuff is through VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. So that well, was- that's how we all got into it. I'm just saying when you're an adult and you have, I'm not going to say disposable income, but you got, you know, 
a day off and a matinee showing at uh you know to see whatever for 14 bucks you know yeah totally go 2001 2003 when that movie and this movie came out i was a teenage zombie and uh didn't have the funds or you know i get around i think i i just turned 20 yeah i just turned 20 when this came out and i remember i got my first cell phone remember boost mobile thousands of years ago yes right so I, i i got one of those i remember the same day it was kind of funny um i didn't see opening day i think i saw it uh like a, a week after, and I saw it at the mall in, God, I want to say Concord, but it wasn't Concord. I think it was south from Concord. Either way, uh, it's a great fucking movie. Uh, we're going to talk about it in just one second. Um, fun facts. Fun facts. So I already thank Minty, right? I remember I remind you, please let me thank him, because I there's a lot of times where sometimes we're on short notice and I have to look up movie facts and Minty's pretty solid. He messes up a few things here and there, but for the most part, he's good. So, um, first off, uh, tease and Jason go to hell. We just went over that. We talked about the Necronomicon, all that good stuff. Um, how would you have felt if Ash Williams was in this movie? Like, like I think it would be great at the end. If he just went groovy, like just at the end of credits, like as a, I think if if they were to introduce Ash, the only way to do it would be to have the fight at Camp Crystal Lake, you know, push into the woods deeper. They find the cabin and he's or there. Or the cabin is the one where they take him to. Yeah, because they don't make it to camp. There's that crash before they get there. Yeah. yeah. If, if they ended up at the cabin and Ash is there and- You just hear, this is my boomstick or one of his great, or Ash, housewares, you know, or something- or, or like when like he's about to chop the kids or whatever. There's a big shotgun blast through Jason. Something, and it just groovy. It would have been great because this movie jumps the shark so bad that it, it people were already clamoring and clapping. This was like seeing a wrestling match or a boxing match. Obviously, that's why they did the weigh in. So I agree with that you 100. percent Like they should have really. You know why Ash wasn't involved? No, because. Out of the three, Ash would be the one to lose, and Bruce Campbell was willing to kill off his character, but they couldn't find a creative way to do it in in such a way where... He would have won. You think so? I think so. Well, here's the thing. The other two, New Line, didn't want to lose Freddy because it was the house that Freddy built, and uh, whoever owns Jason's licensing, sorry, I don't have it in front of me, they didn't want to kill off the Jason character because they could release a, a movie every other year and, and make money, even though they haven't done How'd that. How'd that work out? Yeah, they made a remake and it was actually better than the Freddy remake, but it still sucks. I um, like the Freddy remake. You need to leave that alone. Rorschach did a great job as Freddy. I love Rorschach, but no one's England. That's like the Obviously. crow part two. It's pointless to watch. Anyway, moving on. We're just going to leave that here. Fine. Speaking of Jason, Kane Hodder and replacements, Kane uh, Hader was actually replaced by his own stunt double, which is kind of odd, but it's because he was too short. And Kane, and uh, so his own stubble, uh, stubble, <laughs> his own stunt double, uh, his last name is Kinzinger, and he was like six foot. Five, six, six foot, foot a lot. He was tall. Yeah, he was he was six foot a lot. 
And um, I have a theory about this. Let's hear it. So, Kane, the pro wrestler, Glenn Jacobs, was mm. based off of Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers, right? When Definitely. he first came, when he came with a mask. When he was the Undertaker's little brother. And he did all the great manner. Yes, exactly. And he did all the great mannerisms and everything else that he did because they made him watch all those movies to get the mannerisms down, right? Kane demasked in 2003. There is a demasking scene in this where we see Jason Voorhees and he doesn't look like the Jason Voorhees in the original when he pops out of the water. He does kind of, but not really. He looks more like the deformed head. Yeah. Like Kane when Kane demasked. So I don't know if there's a connection there, but they happened within the same year. In fact, Kane, I actually looked it up, demasked in March. And this dropped. This dropped in August. Oh. Yeah, yep, that's a little close. Yeah, a little close. So, um, anyway, so because of Kane's height, because in real life Glenn Jacobs is six foot nine, they always booked him at seven feet tall, but he was six nine. Uh, still a big boy, still right? tall, still very up. So there. I think that ironically, Kane Harder was replaced by uh, his stunt double because they wanted a taller figure more imposing frame notice i said figure the only reason why i say that is because a lot of east coast podcasts say that and because we've been getting downloads in new york and stuff i thought i would try it out but i'm gonna say figure because it's actually the right way to say it i just was giving it a try and i'll never do it again and i apologize i won't (laughs) it was terrible yeah thank you thank you um you know sometimes you get sometimes you know girl wants to put a digit in the butt you gotta go you know what that never happened before and then doesn't work out for you like let's not do that again all right, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I learned something about that today. <laughs> there you go. Um, hey, man, I've been through some shit. <laughs> so, let's go back to other replacements. <coughs> hey, you bats. Rob's idea. Do you like butt stuff? <laughs> hey, bats. Do you like butt stuff? <laughs> Rob Zombie, who later regretted uh, not being able to do this, went on to do the Halloween remake, which I like. Which was really good. I'm by a the huge way, fan of that one. You are. Rob Zombie, as a director, I, I like his stuff. De- I like uh, half of his Devil's stuff. Devil's Rejects was good. Great. Uh, that movie's tutti fucking fruity, dude, all the way. I love that movie. I don't like a lot of his um, House art. of a Thousand Corpuses? Don't like it. Okay, that one's like, yeah, it's good, but it's Halloween not all the way 2, don't me. like it. I like the 666 movie. What is it called? The, um, oh no, 31, I think it's called. I don't even know that one. Oh, that one's good. It's kind of like a circus where they hire these professional monster killers, but they're normal people. It's, it's interesting. Um, check that one later. <laughs> and then there's one starring his wife called like Room 247 or some shit like that. that I heard that one wasn't good. It's not good. Yeah. He's hit or miss, dude. He's batting 500. He which, made the Devil's Rejects. He gets a pass. Devil's Rejects, fucking fantastic. That's the reason why I don't like House of a Thousand Corpses, because I'm like, that seems like a shit prequel to how to uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Because um, Devil's Rejects is, like, there's actually scenes in that movie that are disturbing. Like the Japanese dirty knees scene. Oh, yeah. She, that girl's creepy. When he fucks her with the gun. T- that, that is, there's some creepy shit. Yeah. I'm the devil and going to do the devil's work, that whole scene. There's some, like, there's some dark shit in that movie. Anyway. And even the end, it's like you kind of feel sympathy for the killers, but you're like, why am I feel- Anyway. The fact that Rob Zombie, through cinema, can convey 
Stockholm syndrome. It's you know amazing. we've you know we've made it when I get him on the show. Rob Zombie. Yeah, I'll, I would love that. I'll overshadow him eventually. <laughs> well, because he'll die eventually, and I'll still be doing my craft. So I mean, How eventually, have him on the show. How? I'll put his body right there, and then you can munch on him. You're a zombie. He's a dead body. I mean, it all zombies don't out. munch on each other. What? No, no. But his last name is Zombie. Doesn't make him a zombie. Oh, yeah, see he's what I'm saying? Yeah, he's fair game, dude. He's spring chicken to you. I'll get him early before he's embalmed. Promise. All right. So um, here goes some other problems about filming this. Uh, so we watched this. Thank you, Minty, again. Freddie's mask melted on his face because the makeup was so thick he didn't realize how hot it was. I've experienced this before. That's got to be some intense heat. Have you ever had anything melt on your body that's plastic or rubber? That shit don't come off. You have it's to wait for it to fall started. off. It started. Um, yeah, I, I was uh, in a fire simulation trainer. Um, masks started to bubble and sag, and I had to stop what I was doing. Yeah. Also, uh, Kensinger, this was funny, um, the man who played Jason uh, had to get dental surgery done, and they didn't have time to remove everything, so he went to the dentist chair, like, went to the office with all of his gear on, all the makeup and it and freaked everything. everyone out, and they almost called the cops, and it was a whole to-do, which is hilarious, because you know me, if I had a dental appointment... I wouldn't bother to take it off either. I would do it on purpose. Yeah. I imagine someone there is just like, okay, you, big guy, don't be scared. You know <laughs> you know that guy is going to be very careful when you're wearing that outfit because you might just go dunk and like re reach yeah. up and grab his throat. Um, my my baby, my, oh my God, I've, I don't know if I talked about her a lot in here. I'm pretty sure I have. A lot? You talked about her a lot during the whole movie. God man. damn it. Catherine Isabel's in this movie. You probably know her from Ginger Snaps. If you're a really deep player like I am, you know her from American Mary. She is, if you were to put my brain to a computer and go simulate the perfect woman, she would come out of my brain. Um, she's gorgeous. She actually can act. Even as a stupid teenager in this movie, she outacts everybody. Even the lead. Notice the lead she conveyed grief pretty well but and being a drunk and being a drunk and a chain smoker yeah it's just okay she has some of the best lines in this movie um god damn robert it. england had the best lines in the movie well of course uh, uh another thing about lines in this movie is a lot of them were improvised which i think that is was, really cool. you could tell some of those you could scenes, tell yeah and they were pretty funny and I, I could see why they kept a lot of them in except for the main girl because she couldn't think of shit no, she was milk toast as milk toast gets. Kind of boring, and so is she Will. Didn't even scream well. What is her name? Lori, Lori, and Will are the main characters, right? Will, I remember. Yeah, and then actually, I think it is Lori and Will. But no, she didn't even scream well. It's like you can't even do scream queen well. It's like I know. the fact that McLovin screamed better than you did, right? What's his name? It wasn't McLovin. There's a McLovin esque character. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, the nerdy kid. God damn, it's bothering me now. Uh, by the way, we just watched this movie, so I didn't take much notes because we watched it in the cutting room floor in the theater, and we theater. we had all the lights off. So I just wrote down like you know little notes here and there. But I've seen this movie so many fucking times. Uh, yeah, fun this is fact: the second time I've seen it. <laughs> my ex Victoria uh, M, sorry Victoria J Lastra, who doxed me 
on Slime Rec Radio back in 2018 gave this to me in 2004 as a Valentine's Day gift. And I still have the same movie. Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. God, I was going to make a joke about I was waiting infections. For it. I but... mean, I'm sitting here just, you know, softballing it in there. We're talking about your ex, the gift that keeps giving, and you, you just, you didn't even swing at it, man. Fun fact, uh, Catherine Isabel dies in every single movie but one. That's true. She dies more, believe it or not, than, um, is it Sean Bean? Yes. Yeah. She, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. She dies more than him. They are like neck and neck for who dies more. <sighs> Poor Ned Stark. They are like that close. Poor 008. Right. Bormir, shit. I mentioned him first. <laughs> I know, but Bormir's my favorite. Yeah, obviously. Because, you know, he has a change of heart at the end. And also, he said, one does not simply skip a song off a typo negative record. <laughs> he did. That's a meme. Look yes. it up. Thank you for the memes. All right. So, uh, it's called Freddy vs. Jason. But if we're talking, like, scores here... Let me just tell you, this has got a high death count, uh, more than almost- I saw you taking the kill count notes. What what did we come up to? What was the final number there? So, Jason rolls in at a hefty 17. Very well done. Good job. Freddy gets two. Are you counting the one where where he had the stoner kid? Let me handle this bitch. Great line. Best- that's my favorite in any Freddy or Jason is that scene. That kid, that kid acted his ass off in that one scene. Thing is, he Freddy put him in that situation, but you could tell right afterwards he like left, and the kid was like, "Oh God, why is Jason?" Freddy? And then slash. Was that Jason's kill or was that Freddy's kill? And I'm giving no, it to Jason. I'm giving it to Freddy because Freddy could have killed him, but he did if he wanted to, but he didn't. But so. he could have. But he- I think possession counts as death. Yeah, and his the ribcage possessing Jason's machete gives the kill to Jason. I think Freddy gets one kill in this movie. Mm, okay, you know what? We can agree to disagree, but it, but it is my show, so I I give it to Freddy. Damn um, it! <laughs> so this movie uh, costs thirty mil to make. And even though it only got a 42 on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie crushed the box office. It was a summer blockbuster. I got opening day $82.2 million on opening Friday. And then that whole weekend, uh, or sorry, um, then it got 114. But dude, 82 million on a 30, what was it? I thought it was 114 million. That was box office. But I'm saying opening day. You know, meaning Thursday night at 12 uh, mm-hmm. a.m. towards. Now, let's do our Mean Girls math. Mean Girls cost $80 million to make, meaning over double this movie. Damn. 120% more than this movie. Or sorry, 220, 240, whatever. Don't make me do math. We've been drinking. <laughs> uh, it cost $50 million more. And this got in. The as much on opening day as that got opening weekend. That's impressive. I I love Mean Girls, but I love it as my measuring stick because I got eighty eighty three. This did fucking thirty in eighty two on opening day. What the fuck? 
And you said this movie's fan service. I don't like that term because fan service seems good fan service. I say it's a love letter to the fans. It's every kid that uh, read comic books and wanted this to happen. Every kid that been since 1993, mm. shit, 1983, been wanting this movie to happen. All of us kids used to sit around. So who'd win in a fight? Fucking uh, Michael Myers or Predator? Like everyone did that shit in your mm-hmm. sleeping bags at a sleepover. And we finally got it. And it didn't suck. Yeah. I, I, the reason I say fan service is because this did not appeal to the normies. This was, you know, like you said, a love letter to the fans. Mm. This was meant for the fans of slasher movies, horror movies, of Freddy's movies and Jason's. This was directed at them. So I'm saying it's fan service. It is servicing the fans well. You know Good what else service. about this movie? It's not scary at all. There are scary scenes. Like, you yeah. know, when all the kids that are blind and asleep and they're pointing. And they all wake up and pointing. That yeah. scene is creepy. Um, besides that, not many. Mo- the rape scene's a little creepy. With yeah, the that was stick- a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, especially because it was on my little K Izzy. And I don't like her. That that made me very upset. Um, what would you give this? It got a 42 on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you kidding? Well, is that the critic score or the fan score? Critics. Oh, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, no, if I'm going to give this... Okay, the, the CGI takes away from it a little bit. We're going to give it... How many minus points? Because I was thinking that too. I'm only going to give it a minus two for that. You're being generous. Well, because they're few and far between in the amount of blood that was actually real. There was a good point. Because a, it, yeah. a lot of movies nowadays, all the blood is CGI. And this had real blood, you know. The CGI I hated was the worms during the type of negative bass scene. I didn't like that. I didn't like um, the kid with a glow stick flying in the air, though, was pretty funny. Uh, the fire effects were great. The fire effects real. were good. Good practical fire. Good practical fire. The makeup was, was some- great. I liked how Freddy had more than one outfit. He had Devil Freddy and then regular Freddy. That was cool. Which was really cool. Good callback. So I, overall, I think I'm going to give it a 65. It's a good movie, but it definitely is of its time. You know, the tropey characters, the, it, like you said, low kill count for Freddy. I think yeah. a lot of this yeah. in the beginning, it's more of a team up movie than it is a versus movie. Mm. So until the end. Yeah. It's, it's still, you know, the kids versus Freddy and Jason until, until they, come to blows so i was thinking about this now still certified sharp that's right certified sharp um i'm giving it and it took me a minute to figure this out but i have to weigh in some stuff the main chick gives it minus 10 points oh yeah she's she's terrible she didn't even scream well the the other thing i hate is all of the characters except for the the brother the insane asylum brother guy he's awesome and Catherine Isabella is, she could do no wrong. Um, but the main character, Will and Lori, fucking are milquetoast as shit. But even the cops are pretty cool in this movie. And they, they're sharp dressers. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is so quotable. That gives it a couple of points. Uh, the, the fact that we have like almost 20 kills in this movie gives it a few points. Mm-hmm. I like the ending. Um, a lot. I like the final fight scene. So I'm going to give this. And Oh, and also we get to see my my K Izzy 
naked. <laughs> and we get boobs in the first opening scene. And there's a lot of great titties in this movie. It, a, it's not a it's not a slasher movie without, you know. And don't cancel me, bro. You watch slasher movies for blood and boobies. And that's the reason why you watch them. So, you know what? It's not the podcast for you. Maybe it's, you should go watch like The Lighthouse or something. Oh. Yeah, there's there's boobies in the lighthouse. Yeah, but they're mermaid boobies. Okay, fair enough. I'm boobies giving boobie. it I'm giving it an 87. Okay. Which I think is very generous. So do you want to round to like a 75? Sound good? You know what? I'll actually up my score to 75. I'm going to give it 10 bonus points, and here's why. Oh. I'm going to give it 10 bonus points for Legacy. We would not have the Mortal Kombat DLC, mm. where you mm. have Freddy, Jason, Predator, Alien, Robocop, Terminator, Soundtrack's pretty dope, too. Brock the Rock, Doc Ock, and Hulk Hogan all came out of nowhere lightning fast. I'm giving Chuck it, Norris's cowboy ass. You know what? I'm giving another point for Type A being on. I'm going to bump mine up to 89 plus your 75, which we've been drinking. I don't really feel like doing math, but do you want to just round at an 80? We'll I say think that'd be 81. Yeah. 80? 81? Call it 80. We'll call it 80. Yeah. Nice. So, you know what this means? This is the benchmark for 80. I would say this is a good benchmark for eighty. So, meaning, is it better than Freddy versus Jason? Then it's under eight, or then it's over eighty. If it's not as good, then it's under eighty. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about this is, this is the last movie where we got to see Robert England play. play uh, That's like another play Freddy. Good point. So this is kind of a good. Gotta miss Robert. End of an. I know. Me too. End of an era kind of thing. Um, we need to watch Wishmaster. That's one of my favorite movies he's in, even though he only does a cameo. So good in that movie. Shit. I still gotta see Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors! Fighting the dream on the wheel with the dream. Sorry, you can't say that word without me doing it. <laughs> you know, this is the longest intro before we actually start on the movie. So let's go let's, to the lobby, shall yeah. we? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What did you? We're already canceled from YouTube. Did you just say what I thought you said? Don't talk. Watch. You don't like it. Walk out. We still have all your fucking money. You know, because we've already done this, because we've already had a few brews, and because we're already this. This is definitely not making YouTube. No. Should we start the episode with that? Send it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We think we need to do it. All right, so uh, do you want to? Do you know who did this song? Uh, I know it's on the Aqua Teen soundtrack. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the movie. The band Mastodon. That's Mastodon. That's fucking Mastodon. C- could you believe that shit? No, that's Mastodon. I love Mastodon. Yeah, they got like really, you know, because they're like kind of like Opeth, where they're kind of experimental of where they do their shit. But anyway, here's our intro for this episode only. We're only doing this once. Dude, do you know how pissed off Antonius is going to be when he hears this?
shoes on at all times. Don't pull your penis out unless you really need to. Indecent exposure is a class two felony. Sadly, that's the best part of the Aqua Teen movie. And believe me, let's all go. To I'm an Aqua Teen fan. I'm an Aqua Teen fan as well. But I don't think that could be beaten. Um, I remember when that movie opened up and I saw that. I was like in stitches. That was the greatest thing ever. And I was just jamming out the whole time. I mean, it kind of makes our intro seem lame, doesn't it? Oh, we used it now, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, all right. And we're never going to do it again. And Antonius is not here, and he's going to be so upset. He's going to be like, you fucking, fucking did that? And I'm like, yeah, but we played Typo Negative. He goes, fair enough, I hate that fucking band. Actually, he doesn't hate him, but he's just not cool enough, you know. Anyway. Um, damn, we've already did so much talking about this movie, and this movie is basically a fight movie, so... Let's just kind of go through the plot quickly, because, I mean, really, it's all set up for the big fight. Uh, Freddie is all set up. Freddie explains um, everything about Elm Street, like that he was a child killer, and and you see him, and he's got his blades. He's normal, you know, and he's didn't think we needed that. Anybody watching this knows. No, who I Freddy I is. love the scene where he's licking the um, the newspapers and putting <sighs> them in the scrapbook. That was unsettling. He did good. But then we have all the parents show up who, by the way, this is supposed to take place in 1984. They are dressed kind of modern. Ah, it, it, it didn't notice it. Even after you said something, I'm like, I think people still dress like that in the 80s. So they throw Molotov cocktails that are clearly aren't Molotov cocktails because Molotov cocktails do not have clear liquid. But, I mean, maybe they were using grain alcohol or something. Yeah, exactly. Know. 
which is used twice in this movie, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. At the party scene. And they burn him, and this is a whole, like, uh, dialogue overdub of Freddy explaining shit, just in case you haven't seen the movies, which clearly we have. Freddy spoon-feeding you the plot. And then we cut straight off to a great set of titties. Now, what? Nothing. What? I'm just saying. That's what happens. Anyway, this this chick jumps in the water at Camp Crystal Lake. Dude, we should have probably warned people that this is going to be in a very offensive episode. It's a anyway. very offensive movie. So, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So then uh, the chick jumps in the water, and then she swims around, and she's like, it's not funny, Brad, or whatever the guy's name is. Brad, uh, Chad. Whatever. Chaz. What? Wh- Oh, excuse me. No. Um, anyway, so, uh, um, you know, Jason appears with a ch- 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 behind and impales her through a tree. And then we see her face morph like, I should have been paying attention. I should have been watching. I Sounds should've... like his mom. Yeah. And then you see the mom going like, you must go to Elm Street. They're bad boys, too. Ah, But it's Freddie going, and then you'll send fear. And, and I will have my power back. <laughs> and then we get our opening credits scene, which is just flesh being like diced up and thrown at the screen in 3D. And then it turns fashion. into the New Line logo. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. And it plays like metal. And then you just see Freddy versus Jason and blood just like a bucket just goes like all over. And you're like, oh, no, we're in for now. Yeah, exactly. They, they know what they're doing, they know exactly the audience they're playing to. Good job. So then we cut to the party scene, and this has Catherine Isabel and a couple of other dumb chicks, including the girl from Destiny Child, and they're all hanging out and they're like playing uh, "Fuck Mary Kill," and um, then we have a great line by Catherine Isabel, and oh, uh, thing, she uh, she lights a cigarette and they go, "What is her name in it, May?" I don't remember. I don't either. They're all just stereotypes. We'll d- you know what we'll just call her is Catherine Isabel. And they go, um, I, thought you, quit smoking. Smoking. I yeah. thought you quit smoking. She goes, I only smoke when I drink now. And she goes, but you're always drinking. She goes, yeah, work on that next. And then she sits by the window seal, continues to smoke her cigarette, flicks out the window. It hits Jason's mask like right immediately. Now, now, I have a problem with the scene. I said, how close is... Elm Street to Crystal Lake. Well, it, we don't know how long he was walking for. He could have been doing his well, zombie shuffle for a couple days. Let's discuss this because if the Evil Dead universe and these two universes are canon, do they all take place in like a same state or centralized area? I don't know why, but I've always felt that like the whole Camp Crystal Lake and the Elm Street is more East Coast or Central. It's definitely, like, it, definitely. It, it's not West Coast. No, it can't be. It doesn't feel it. But. No, it doesn't. It seems more like Northeast Coast, yeah. yeah. Like, somewhere around, I don't know why I want to say Maine, but it... It sounds like the kind of place where it would be. You know? Yeah. But I, I think it's like this Bermuda Triangle of how do you have this much evil in one area? So maybe the Necronomicon admits something that like brings these... Now, we talked about the Necronomicon, so we were talking about Jason X, how Jason, they describe him of having a very high metabolism and a small brain. 
But you, Dumb explanation. you and I like the idea that he's a deadite. That's what? such a better. It's such a better explanation. Actually, it makes a lot more sense. I thought about this just now. Here's what it is. Hmm. You know why Jason can't be killed? Never been dismembered. Nope. Like a deadite. He's lost like some limbs, not all of them. Also, Freddy, even though he gets his head chopped off, is never fully dismembered in this movie. He only loses an arm and the head. So it makes sense if they're deadites. Freddy, Freddy could be a deadite then. Yeah. Both of them can be. So anyway, so this party commences where uh, uh, Destiny's Child Girl, uh, not Beyonce. Um, the other one. The other one, yeah. Uh, the one that loves the F word. And we're talking the two double Gs. She, uh, uh, what? She does. Yep, she said it. She, uh, and that was an improvised line. She invites boys over and they're like really lame. Um, one's named like Travis or Trevor or, or Taylor or Tom. Like it's one of them. I don't know. Oh, Trey. That's Trey. his name. I'll get him for you, Trey. I'll take him out myself. Basic white boy name. Yeah. Um, and oh, he's that was the, that was the douchebag guy. Yeah. And he's there with like Lance. Or whatever, or whatever the dudes met and Matt or yeah. something. So they come over and they're like hanging out with these girls and they they bring beer, which is very respectable. And then they bring a flask and and then uh, Catherine Isabella goes to give Trey a kiss and he goes, "Bet you know, like you smoke a cigarette, can't kiss me." And first off, I'm like, dude, I would fucking rip my lips off to do that, but. She goes, relax, asshole. They're menthol. And then instantaneously, you know, my my heart's beating for her. Uh, and then they all hang out in the living room. And, of course, the power goes out because it's a movie. A horror movie. A horror movie. Yep. We always have those little false starts. Those little, you know, uh, here it goes. And it yeah, does. It. Yeah, it does. All right. So anyway, and then, uh, you know, the party's kind of lame. And uh, Lori is like, oh, I really love Ben. My oh, Is his name Ben? I forgot his fucking name. Whatever. Uh, which Whatever. one? Basic Boyfriend white guy. boy number Will. one. Will. 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 Yeah. I think Will. Uh, so and she goes, you were fucking 14. Uh, Destiny Shower Girl says, you were fucking 14 when you, uh, uh, you know, met him. It's like not meant to be. And you know what I was thinking about? So they're supposed to be 18 in this movie, right? Dude's been in an institution for four years, and he's still somewhat normal. And you're still pining over him? Now, yeah. I understand that, but girls don't pine after dudes for four years when they're 18. No. It's about four weeks, maybe even four days. Dudes are the ones that pine over girls. Guilty uh, for that. And if your name is Gene, you can go fuck yourself. Um, so anyway... Um, then anyway, they kind of like try to couple up in a way, and and Lori's not feeling it, but uh, Catherine Isabella and uh, Troy or Trevor or whatever his fucking name is, they go upstairs to do it. Douchebag guy number one. Yeah, douchebag number one, and he's like, "Babe, I got a crink in my neck," and she goes, "I think I'll be drinking before there's any massaging," and he goes, "Don't let me tell you twice," and you're like, "Oh, this fucker! I can't wait till he dies." Luckily. He dies really quick, but not before we see a sex scene, which I don't like to see because it hurts my feelings. Like, I feel like I've been cheated on. Also, a lot of bones. I would lick those bones, dude. There's a lot of spine and, and ribs. Dude, I would. you have no idea. I would massage that shit with baby oil. Her muscles would feel so good. It'd be like 14 flexorols. <laughs> it's just 
Gumby at that point. Just no bones. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, and then uh, she's like cuddling with him as one should when you're with her. But this guy's like, babe. You know I don't like to be touched afterward. And she goes, "Fine, I'll go get a fucking beer and then or take a shower." And she punches him. God, I love her. And she takes a shower. She's naked, and we see like the most perfect body ever in any movie or in life. And anyway, she's taking a shower, and then uh, are you going to gloss over that? You were moaning the whole scene, and you're going to just gloss over stop that. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, so then Jason comes out and uh, uh, stabs him in the back. And this is a, a, a bed that apparently can fold, or maybe he's that strong. Uh, I didn't look like a pull away. I'm pretty sure he just this made that happen. Dude gets impaled and then sandwiched, and you're like, "Yeah, fuck multiple." You. He just uh, stab, 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 stab. Fuck you, Trevor, Troy, Tony, Trap, Trapper, Chad. Trevor's, Chaz, whatever fucking name is. It starts with a T. And uh, uh, then, he, but there's a great part where he's holding his beer and he's shaking and like it's foaming out. And then uh, they run outside, ah, you know, and then there's a cop pulling up and he's like, do you kids need help? And then, and then Catherine Isabella goes, what the fuck do you think? And her, she's covered in blood, you Hands know, are bloody. so now they, uh, the sheriff takes him apart, puts him in separate rooms to interrogate him differently. You know, because seem like they're in on it. Like, oh, this is, happening, this is again. happening again. Yeah. And if you watch Freddy's dead. Uh, which is th- where actually this is kind of canon to three, that. Four, three, three. I think four, it's six, five, six. I don't know. They made six of those fucking things. Well, hold on. You have Dream Wars four, and then you have the Dream Child, which is no Dream Child was four. Only one through three matter. Whatever. And then you have no Freddy's dead is dope though. Anyway, um, God, I don't want to wake. You know what? I don't want to Wikipedia. We'll do no. We'll do it later. So the Freddy's dead. Uh is they forgot about him um, and there was no more kids. They got them all out or they are all dead. So uh, anyway, Roseanne Barr is in that movie for whatever reason. And she's crazy as shit. She makes Robert England look safe. Anyway, um, so they split them all up and then, uh, you know, you see our, our main chick, Lori, and she's like, what was his name? What was his name? Freddy. And then all of a sudden, we see the dream world. The one, two, Freddy's coming. And then here's where it starts. Now, all the kids are at school the next morning, and we see them all, like, talking and this and that. Oh, the other guy died. Oh, yeah. He goes, I'm going to get him for you, douchebag number one. Is that what we're calling him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and yeah, his, dad's number like, two. his dad's like, were you out drinking? You should be watching your sister. And he goes, get me some fucking slack. My best friend just died. And he goes, you better watch yourself, boy. And I'm like, dude, a little sympathy for real? Yeah. Your kid was out drinking and his best friend was murdered? I yeah. mean, dude. I understand the response. You know, just, God, fuck, that could have been you. You fucking idiot. But, man, that was not appropriate. But he well. didn't say that. No, he didn't. He was really. He said you should have been watching your sister. He's a bad dad. No wonder your kid turned out to be a douchebag. Who hangs out with other douchebags? Well, his friend was a bigger douchebag. So douchebag number two, then he's like, "I'm Kim Free Troy, blah blah blah," or uh, Terrence Philip. His fucking name is starts with a T. Troy, I think it is Troy. I think it's Troy. Anyway, so um, he's sitting there, and then his, uh, you know, he's drinking whiskey, and all of a sudden his dad's next to him, and his head flies off, and then he gets dispatched really easy by Jason. It's cool. Slash. Yeah, it's just slasher bullshit, you know. 
So, and anyway, uh, we go back to like, um, uh, we we see the door scene, which is uh, you see um, Lori, and she's she's dreaming about the house that she lives in. Now, I don't know if you notice this, the house is painted yellow, or the door is, but in the original Friday, it's painted red. So, in this dream sequence, blood comes over the door. I don't know if you noticed that, no, making it red. No, I didn't know. So I think that was like a shout out to the fans. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. So uh, anyway, and then we cut to uh, her boyfriend, Will, who's in an insane asylum. And we just did 12 Monkeys. I hate to say this because I hate fucking 12 Monkeys. It was not good. This scene rips off 12 Monkeys almost to a T, including the checker scene. I don't play fucking checkers. I'm a Uno guy. And even like the mannerisms, games, 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 exactly. And then also too, when he um, he gets the key. Oh yeah, and by acting like all crazy. Is it funny that they ripped off twelve monkeys? And part of the thing is he acts like a monkey to steal the key. And he goes, "There you go, monkey boy." Yes, that's what the guy says. Mm-hmm. So I was so I'm like, oh dude, a twelve monkeys nod. And John Woo, if you're listening, you fucking ripped it off. Or at least whoever wrote the script, but it was a definite callback to that. And because I hate Twelve Monkeys, yeah. it made me really upset. Not from this movie, but when I watched Twelve Monkeys, I'm like, "Are you serious? Did Freddie vs. Jason just ripped off Twelve Monkeys?" But they did. They but. did. Yeah. So yes, and the other guy being the uh, psycho friend, who's you know little schizo. Little, yeah, he's little. my favorite character besides Catherine Isabella. He's an idiot. Or Isabel, rather. I mean, the guy figures out, like, I'm oh, no. I'm only allowed to call her Isabella. You have to refer to her by her real name. Catherine, my number is 707 No, but the guy's an idiot. He's like, oh, God, what if me telling other people about Freddy is what's spreading Freddy? And then he keeps yeah, doing it. Yeah, you're right. They go to the high school, and they start talking about it. And then later on in his brother Scooby-Doo van, who is dead, by the way, committed suicide. <clears throat> we'll get to him later. He's like... We've been the ones spreading it like a fucking virus. We were in a quarantine. So they realize they're fucked up. But at the same time, they but, shouldn't be locked up for life for that shit. Uh, it, I mean, you know, this is a universe before the SCP Foundation. You know, there's no, like, anybody to hold supernatural anomalies that can, you know, affect. So, yeah, finally, anyway, the kids all decide to have a rave for Trevor and Troy and Travis and Tanner and Lance and Max and... Uh, were no, they holding, was that rave in honor of them? Yeah, it was. Oh you didn't God. see that? No. We're going to rage out for, for uh, uh, Doucher 1 and Doucher 2. I, I swear oh to God, God that that's what they said, oh. dude. You know the, the big guy with the curly hair? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, yeah, man, rage out for, for our fallen friends, man. And he goes, Troy would have wanted you to be there. And she goes, yeah, and then and then... Catherine Isabel says, yeah, I could use a few dozen beers to forget about the past couple of days. You don't remember that? No, I'm, I, that's so dumb, but also so very, very early 2000s to, to have a rave in someone's honor. Yeah, but this was in 2003 and raves were just starting to die down a little bit, but I remember raves were huge, especially outside oh, no. raves. Sandstro- Sand- uh, Sandstorm was still going strong in 2003. Well, I mean, fun fact, I DJ was telling Sammy? you about, I used to sell drugs 
uh, statute of limitations. I used to sell acid at raves in a visine dropper. I come in with one and walk out with like three hundred bucks. And um, it's got to scare people who don't know it's it's acid. Just oh god, visine. He's trying to kill people. No, I, I would, <laughs> dude. I'm like, dude. Trust me. I'm. I, I just took a drop. It's good. <laughs> I would always. No, trust me. I'm a stranger at a rave selling you drugs. <laughs> The cool thing is, is though, is I got free uh, acid, and I was kind of getting ripped off because I'd only make like eighty bucks, and I'd give the guy like two hundred, but I got like free drugs too. I mean, I got, and then I was able to do trades. Like, say, if I wanted XC, I was addicted to XC for a minute. I never told you this, huh? No. Um, so I would get like, you know, in returns, you know, like, hey, you know, I'll drop one in your eye if you pop one in my mouth and free massages and all this other shit. And like, uh, I'm not going to go into Did, what. You want to rephrase that there, bud? Massages. So when you're on. Pop one in my eye and I'll pop one in your mouth. What are we talking about you here? You drop the acid in someone's oh. eye and they start frying immediately because it goes straight to your bloodstream, right? And then they put like a Motorola or, um, you know, a dolphin underneath your tongue. What's a Motorola and what's a dolphin? That's a uh, code for XC. Just oh, okay. different types. You know, like Dolphin means kind of a weaker. Motorola means kind of stronger. They all had names. I have no idea, man. It's all right. You, you know what? You don't need to. It's it's bad shit. I don't uh, recommend anyone take I, drugs. I have had regular basic cannabis a couple times, and that's about it. So, no. Damn, a couple of times? Yeah, like, no, not my thing. <laughs> you I, know the strongest drug I ever took was, like, super hardcore edibles, though. Stronger than mushrooms, stronger than acid, stronger than everything. I've had uh, super hardcore edibles that were like, <laughs> can I just, I want to kill myself to shut this off, and meaning my brain. Anyway. Right. No, I, no, I, my, my, uh. Poison of choice is uh, beer and because uh, you know where you are. Yeah, caps and cork. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, caps and cork at five uh, <laughs> five Rancho Square. Yeah. Uh, no, the the good thing about beer though is you know where you are. The cool thing about wine is you know where you are. That's why I don't really like margaritas or mixed drinks is you don't know where you are because you could drink one and go this is delicious and then you have three more and there's so much sugar in them you get a headache immediately and then you get hung over immediately or whatever. Anyway. Um, or your wife's throwing up because she didn't know that mimosas have bubbles in them and they don't act well. You oh, know? no. Yeah. Because you got orange juice and bubbles. And you're throwing up your delicious brunch. Exactly. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. Um, so at the rave, you know, Jason shows up and Jason uh, starts killing motherfuckers left, right. They set him on fire. He gets a beer keg. And then well, they set him on fire because they had a picture of Everclear. Everclear. Talk yeah. about hangover. This Jesus. Everclear is kicking my ass. I'm like, who's just drink straight Everclear out of a pitcher that you stole from a Pizza Hut? So sadly, Catherine Isabel uh, wanders off because she's drunk and she falls asleep and Freddie enters her dreams and now she's at the boiler room. And then glow stick raver dude tries to rape her, which really pisses me off. I get like viscerally upset when I see this part of the movie. Um, yeah, it's kind of a gross scene. I don't. And Freddy's about to kill her, but then Jason impales him and her, the glow stick guy, at the same time, right before that happens. And this is where Freddy gets upset. He's like, they're my children. Why? You're only supposed to do a little bit. You're doing too much, right? So now Freddy's- Stealing my kills. <laughs> he's, he's pissed, but he doesn't have enough powers yet. But Jason goes around, and I counted, he kills 10 people in this one scene, in the rave scene. Is it only 10? It feels like more. It feels like more. But I, think, it, I think we see 10, but it feels like... It's probably more. 
the kids run off and they are like, what the fuck do we do? You know, they like meet up at one of their houses and then the cop walks in. One of the uh, deputies walks in because he said like, you don't say his fucking name. The captain or whatever, the sheriff mm-hmm. tells him like, you know, keep it quiet. But he's worried about the kids. So he wants to save them. So he kind of explains the rules of, of he thinks the copycat killer of Jason Voorhees, which I actually kind of thought it was cool because all the kids think it's Freddy and he thinks it's Jason. And I thought that was kind of a cool dynamic. Now, there's a really cool scene here where uh, she actually, Lori falls asleep and they're like, maybe we should sacrifice her. She's a virgin. You know, kill the virgin. Yeah, and let's that, tie her up. <laughs> I and was then, like, what the fuck? But then she wakes up. And when she wakes up, uh, um, you know, it's all like normal, but she pulls out an ear from Freddy. So now we know the rules that That if you grab Freddy, you can bring him back. And that's been a rule in a few Freddy movies, not all of them. Wasn't that the first one she took his hat? Uh, I think, right. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, uh, it matters not. It's the rules of this movie. Yeah. Kind of like how Jason's rules with water are switched around because in like Jason takes Manhattan, like he could teleport through water, like he goes in water and moves fast, just like in the video game. But in other ones, it like kills him and terrifies him. Like in number one, it doesn't, it, even though it kills him, he uses water to travel. Yeah. Anyway, he jumps out at the end. But yeah, I mean, spoiler alert. Thanks, guys. You just ruined the fucking movie. Uh, I ruined a movie from forty plus years ago. 43 anyway oh my God. so um yeah the kids are trying to figure shit out and then they're remembering like w- what did we do you know oh it was this drug hypnoseal you know we gotta go get hypnoseal because it was a uh you know like that's why we didn't have dreams how did he not figure that out how did he not figure out because he, he figured it out in the van it's like oh you know they they put us here to contain us so we're not going to spread the essentially freddy fear yeah. virus and then didn't figure out that they're all on the same drug to keep them from dreaming. Well, I mean, I mean, he should have figured that out. That was dumb that they didn't put that part together. I, I'm I'm on board with you on that one. Um, here's the not other thing. talking the movie for it. Just it's no, dumb. no. I'm. I told you. I'm. Now, Hypnosil is also a callback to Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Because um, I have to do one gimmick, you know, at least. Yes. Uh, because I'm out of to be fairs and I can no longer say, you know, my princess's name. By the way, that's seven zero seven three seven three. Um, so call me, uh, call me baby. I'll I will move to Canada. I will change my name to Elijah Sergio, and we could be together. All right. Elijah Sergio. Why Elijah Sergio? Yeah, no, because it's know the name so comes from. it's so fake that you would believe it. Kind of like Dick Cheney or Dick Warlock. Do you know who Dick Warlock was? It's a lot of, you just keep going with Dick, huh? Dick Warlock was the dude that played Michael Myers on number two and three, I believe. Yeah, it sounds like a fake name. That... Mm-mm. Dick Warlock, real, real name. name. Real name. Government name. Kind of like Kane Hodder played Jason, and that sounds like Kane Hodder. That sounds like a serial killer name. Yeah, no, throw a middle name in there, so that's a serial killer name. Yeah, Kane Arthur Otter. There you go. Just throw Arthur in the middle. Arthur always is, or Lee. Wayne. Wayne is the number one uh, middle name for serial killers. I thought it was Lee, L-E-I-G-H. You might be right. I I, I don't know. John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee is definitely just because that's proliferation of the middle name Lee. 
but yeah, but there's a lot of. I mean, even Zodiac. There's two Zodiac suspects with the, with the Lee in their name, which is funny. Anyway, going back. So uh, now we have the uh, crazy brother dude, and uh, or you know the the monkey monkey boy. He goes mm-hmm. in and he's like, uh, you know, he's gonna take a no dose and it falls down the sink. Wilt's listening to Typo Negative. Yep, the Typo Negative was in there. The song is called Electrocute, which came out on the album Life is Killing Me in 2003. And uh, it's a great fucking album, dude. I, I would rank it probably number three in their catalog. Not good at- enough to be on the soundtrack. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, this kill scene is great. He sees his brother. He goes in a dream state, sees his brother in the bathtub. He slashes his He's like, I'm not gonna and, and he's like, oh. And then the spiky tentacles in the feet. That, like, ugh. It, yeah, it's a bad CGI at first, but then it looks cool when it actually comes to fruition. You see all the snakes. And then um, he's like, I want you to deliver a message for me. And he goes, I won't do it. And he goes, I guess I have to do it myself. And then he throws him against the wall, sets his back on fire. Wills, Will and Lori are watching. Was he awake or not? Because he looks at him and says, help me. It's like, if he's awake, shouldn't he stop getting Freddy possessed? No, because remember, you scream in your dreams too. Remember that happens to Lori. But he looked awake. You know, He looked like he looked at them and said, help me. You've never had sleep paralysis? No. Oh, dude, really? Not, not even as a teen? No. A lot of males that. get it. I got you open up your eyes. Um and you're dreaming, but you're opening up your eyes and you see shit and it's like the scariest shit ever and Oh, the Hat Man? No, I've seen the Hat Man. Too many Benadryls. Yeah. Have you ever seen Night Hag? That's another one. Haven't seen the Night Hag, no. That's where uh you see things that don't have eyes that look through you through a window and they have long hair. Ooh, like shadow people, but long hair? Yeah, and they have no eyes and only teeth. There's a um, picture of it in uh, like, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. There's an exact, like, that is actually a uh, thing in folklore called Night Hag. That is the gem of the Scholastic Book Fair, Scary Stories Dude, Tell in the Dark. We, were, You know what's funny? Me and my wife were just talking about that uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, she posted it on the the book of faces. We were talking about like, oh, when the book fair would come, how many copies did you buy? And then you would lose one or a friend would borrow it and you never get it back. So you had to buy like it again or part two or whatever. They re-released it without the original artwork for years. And it was garbage. It was trash. It wasn't good. And then they brought it back. You know why they did is because the artwork was so fucking terrifying. Yes. Nightmare fuel. That's the reason we loved it because it was so good. It was... No, as soon as they re-released it with the original artwork, I bought it immediately. I still have it wrapped That's up. why I was never really a Goosebumps kid. Remember, that was a big thing. Or you might be too I, young for that. No, no, no. That, I was right in the peak range of Goosebumps, and I read a lot of Because I was like sixth grade when that came out. You were probably, what, you were in fourth grade? No, I, I, read, Goosebumps, I read Goosebumps from like second grade all the way through to, you know, six. I hit all of it. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, mine was fifth grade. So, yeah, because I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah, but Say Cheese and Die was the first one I read. Mine was The Haunted Mask. The Haunted Mask was a good one. That was my favorite where it gets stuck to her face. The one that, yeah, the one that's the scariest, though. The scariest Goosebumps book that still the holds The Sharks up to this one day. is good, too, with the red coil, coral. I didn't like that one so much. Really? Well, I'm, I'm, I love sharks, though. Yeah. My, the, I think the one that was actually the scariest was uh, oh, The Monster in the Basement, where you, 
the it's got the hand with the plant stuff coming out of it. it looks oh like yeah, thing. yeah, that one was good. So I didn't read all those because I was too busy going. This doesn't really compare to scary stories. It doesn't. They were and then, fun stories, but they weren't as horrifying. And then when I discovered Poe in the seventh grade, I was like, oh, this is my shit. Edgar yeah, Allen? Yes. What other Poe is there besides, you know, the band? Poe Dameron from Star Wars? You've never heard of Poe, the band? I have heard of Poe, the band, yes. You sure? Yes. Female singer? Mm-hmm. Good stuff? Yeah, not my cup of tea, but yes. Wait a minute. Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows soundtrack? That's... Mm. What? Well, we're already getting canceled from YouTube. Guess what we're going to end the show with? Blair Witch 2? Some Poe. Some Poe. Okay. So anyway, um, so anyway, this kid dies right in front of it. And the greatest thing is it's another homage to Dream Warriors, but instead of going like, come find me, bitch, or he's mine, bitch, like Ridding and Claws. Freddy's he, back. He puts Freddy's back on the kid's. Back. back, yeah. Wasn't Freddy's back also one of like the marketing things for like one of the sequel Freddy's? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I thought it was. Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought this was a nod to that. It. I know it was a nod to. There is so many. There is so many nods to Dream Warriors. It seems like actually this is a direct sequel from Dream Warriors. Even when they show like the old Freddy kills. And I think the reason why they show the Freddy kills in the beginning is because you don't see Freddy kill much in this, so they wanted to kind of give him some shine. They had to hype him up. A little bit, yeah. And they're all, most of them, remember I was calling him out, oh, that's from one. They only yep. showed uh, two kills from number one. They showed two kills from number two. They showed like five kills from number three. And then, three. and then they showed him being beaten up and Freddy's dead. And that's about it. Like mo almost... There are so many three references, including Hypnosil and everything else. God, I would actually consider this, if you want to consider this like canon in the series, you'd watch one, three, and then this. And But, I mean, it's not canon necessarily to just the nightmare thing, because you got the whole Jason thing that kind of, you know, mucks things up. But I like the idea that this is all part of the... Uh the you know, universe, the, the, the Necronomicon. Dead -Eye, the Deadite universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Necronomicon universe. That's perfect. Um, so anyway, um, after this, what happens? Okay. So he dies as they all meet up again. That's when the sacrifice of virgin thing happens. Now they go to the hospital to go get the hypnosil, right? And, uh, remember he stole the, uh, the, the will has the badge to, to punch in. You think they would have deactivated that? You know, like, Hey, a badge is missing, <laughs> but no, it just works. He goes, well, right it in. was in a 24 hour period. Probably not. Because it was in at 20... This movie takes place in under two days. Feels like it drags out, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, because none of the kids go to sleep. It takes place in like a 48-hour period. Okay. That makes sense why nobody goes to sleep. I. It's weird that I always pay attention to that in movies. Like, how long are they awake or not doing anything? Anyway, so uh, they go get the hypnoseal, or they try to, and the cops with them, and Jason starts barking at the door, kicking it down immediately, right? And uh, it's the a really cool scene. Yeah, it's an out exactly. And he's kicking it in, and you see the security guard, and he's not just like a security guard that you see out front of Walgreens that isn't armed and isn't going to prevent. No, we're talking about an armed guard. Yep, dude whips out the M9 and starts coming and, at the door slowly, and very slowly, and then the door crushes him as he walks on him. Um, 
Now, everyone's kind of hanging around trying to figure out where to go, and then Jason busts in. But right before um, our boy, uh, uh, the stoner kid, uh, wants to take a quote-unquote jaybreak, and then he sees like the um, Alice in Wonderland uh, fucking caterpillar as Freddy. Freddy caterpillar. That was... Terrible CGI, but I loved it. I thought it was so funny, but yeah, you're right. And they do bong rips together, and then he, Freddy does a bong rip and blows it in his face. And, and he's, he's like, like well, come "Wait, back dude, here, man!" I'm but, like, does he want another hit? Meanwhile, I know that's what I thought too. Meanwhile, the other kids, while they're exploring, they find the Hypnoseal overdoses that Lori's dad actually signed off on, and all these people. This is a creepy scene. They're all in bed and they're in comatose status, and they have too much Hypnoseal. Yeah, too much, and they have like gauze over their uh, eyes and tape. Yep, so it looks like their eyes are gouged out, but they're just holding them closed. But we go into a dream sequence in a minute. But So they're trying to figure out what to do, right? And then Jason attacks. Jason kills the cop by electrocution because Jason puts his machete into the switchboard, and that shit's 308 or more. And he just grabs the cop and just, like, fries him. And uh, we have everybody running. And then McLovin gets the cop's gun. McLovin gets the cop's gun. That's correct. And then we see, uh, we we see. And he screams uh, like a bitch. God, he. Eh, like I he's, still. I, he, yeah, he's but, the best screamer but in remember, the in the show. But in remember the at the end when he runs with the American flag and it's like America and it's in slow motion <laughs> yeah. and it's exactly the shot from the Patriot, like exactly the shot from the yep, Patriot. Yep, I can see Mel Gibson running. Exactly, yeah. love it. So. Um, there's a lot of homages in this movie, man, I swear. And then, uh, so we see our stoner kid, and now he's fully possessed after this this bong rep, and he walks in the Hypnocell uh, coma room, and all the kids are, like, looking at him and whispering, and they have blood on their eyes, and it's it very, creepy. very Silent Hill. Yes. Like, I got a lot of Silent Hill 2 vibes. With the nurses? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. But, yeah, this was the actually creepy scene you know a lot of this is like gore and gross out but very little of it is actually this scene is creepy. actually creepy i like creepy horror and That's, uh yeah. they're they're all pointing he's like i don't know where the hit missile they're all speaking backwards or in latin or something you can't hear them it's all muddled it's kind of like muddled like this Catherine isabel call me at Um, and they all point at like the prescription counter and it says like hypnosil and he he's like I shouldn't pour this down the drain we need this and he does it he's doing it why he's doing it and then he beces totally uh, eclipsed by Freddy's power and he goes like the deadites kind of yeah yeah. like the mom uh, living dead evil dead rise so so he goes to this same medicine cabinet and it has a tranquilizer and it says dilute 1000 to 1 sorry I heard a werewolf dilute to 1000 to 1 which if you don't know what 1000 to 1 parts per million is let me one give part you per thousand yeah let me give you an example let's take 100 proof high grain everclear alcohol right one shot of that versus one shot of beer is a five to a hundred think about if you do five shots of that versus five shots of beer i've had too much beer to do math so i'm now, going with it 
Now think about that times a thousand, or not times a thousand, sorry, about 250. Meaning that would be the difference between one shot of beer versus 5,000 shots of Everclear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a bit. Or let you have a better reference here, like when you make your gumbo, Mm-hmm. You add one drop of that special hot sauce. I forget if you had Blair's Ultra Death or whatever uh, it is. No, it's it's uh, Dave's Insanity uh, Dave's, Ghost. Yeah. Uh, no, Ca- Carolina. Yeah. So one drop of that for a whole pot of gumbo. That's how much you're supposed to dilute this shit. Yes. And I go a little crazy and put a teaspoon in, but concentrate. Yeah, it's it's really the difference between drinking Dave's Insanity hot sauce, like one spoonful versus a whole bottle of Tabasco. Guess which one you're going to feel better. The whole bottle of Tabasco. Cause yeah, because it's, yeah, it's diluted. It's, you're going to get the shits, but at least you won't be having like fucking cardiac arrests and palpitations and shit. So anyway, then all the kids run by, and this is my favorite scene. They run by the stoner kid, and they're like, Lost come on. Stoner beanie. Come on, man, come. And he goes, I'll handle this bitch. So Jason comes, and he goes, come to Freddy. And he has these two syringes. And we're talking like, not like a COVID shot syringe. We're talking about like Thick fat. boys fucking yeah what we're talking about like filipino cock thick right and he goes boom (laughs) well i mean they're not that big and he goes boom and the jugular and oh you haven't i wouldn't know (laughs) oh okay i've seen some weird porn dude i'm sure actually you know what more like south korean cock it's chubbier (laughs) anyway um what I gotta bring the show to gay a little bit. I mean, we do have like alternative listeners. Jesus Christ. They know they got that's right. And I love the Chaz, by the way. So uh he brings two of these fucking syringes to the neck. Two thick boys. And two Koreans. And uh knocks out um Jason. So now they put him in the back of the Scooby van and they're like, Where are we going? We're going to Crystal Lake. Why? Well, you know what? Uh if Jason wins He'll be at Crystal Lake and he'll be done. But Just what about if Freddie home. wins? Well, at least he'll have home field advantage. So now shenanigans start because Jason starts drowning because he's so knocked out that Freddie is just having his <laughs> way with him. Now, here's something I wrote down that you probably didn't know. And uh, Well, missed- this is the fight in the dream sequence. Yes. That's a cool scene. So you know the whole scene uh, where he goes, what's in there? When the water comes and it freaks out Jason, Jason becomes like a tired little boy. And he puts his, uh, Jason, or sorry, Freddie puts his like a finger glove inside his mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's Dream a school. really funny scene where uh, you see like Lori trying to help him because she's in the dream tr- too, you know. Mm-hmm. He's getting chased by the kids. And yeah, they're throwing rocks, and, and they're throwing rocks, and then call him a freak. And then she goes over to a camp counselor who's fucking another camp. And she goes, "Aren't you going to help him? Aren't you going to come?" And he goes, "It's not my fault. This bitch is dead on her feet." And then he waves her arm, and it's so fucking hilarious that that's it's- a laugh out loud. This movie has more laugh out loud moments than I think almost any other horror movie besides House. Anyway. And Lost Boys. Well, no, this is funny in Lost Boys. Uh, What's all Lost Boys horror? What? It's not actually scary. There's, okay. We'll discuss this at a different point. Yeah, we'll we'll do Lost Boys later. So, um, well, we already have. I've done three episodes on it, but you know what? It's not like we can't do it again. We'll give it the zombie treatment. Yeah, maybe. Um... (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think Antonius was on it either. Anyway, uh, that uh, that matters not. 
So uh, they're in this dream sequence, right? And uh, there was a scene in here that was in the script that they didn't use. Ooh, which one was that? Freddy molested and abused Jason, and he was the one that killed him in the original script. That doesn't track at all. For It does. If Crystal Lake is by Elm Street, he was supposed to be a young... Ah. It was supposed to be Freddy was his first kill as he was a camp counselor. How, how old would that make Freddy when he's killing in... Because he was killing people in the... He was killing kids in the 60s, right? He was killed in 82, I believe. He was killed in 82. Yes. That doesn't I, mean he couldn't have been active seeing how Jason was killed at 11 in 1980. It actually does track. Well, I thought the whole thing with Freddy, and I haven't watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street in a long time. I thought he got killed by the parents, and then he came back to take their kid. Oh, it, that does feel... Okay, it, so yeah. it tracks. It, yeah, it, it, does it does track. Um, if you really want to be weird about it, think about how Jason went from... No, 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 because Jason was killed at 11, but he comes back in 82, uh, at 80, so God knows how old he... Either way, the original uh, screenplay... Timelines match up is what you're saying? I'm saying it's it, it fits. Okay, timelines match The shoe up. fits. So the original screenplay was going to be that Freddy's first kill was Jason. And he was a camp counselor as like a, a young adult. That would explain team. why Jason's afraid of him at a certain point. And also yes. would explain why that he wants to kill counselors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a child rapist murderer. That, oh, yeah, that might have worked. But they thought it was too dark, and they thought it would make Jason seem weak. And they also thought it would make Jason seem like a revenge movie, so people would be rooting for him more. Oh, yeah, we can't have that. Can't have that. So, anyway, that was the original idea, but this dream sequence works great. Anyway, basically, Lori wakes up. They're all at a cabin. Ash Williams does not show up, unfortunately. 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 And then we have the nerd kid attack with a flagpole. We have him get hit against the wall. He dies of kidney bleed out. Uh, Lori finally wakes up from a burn as she grabs Freddy. And then we get the dun, 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 dun. And then we get an epic fucking battle. That was almost the Doom Slayer music, you know? It was. It, it was almost, you know, just at Hell's Gate or, what, or Doom uh, E1, M1 or whatever. Now, this battle is pretty fucking amazing. It, it really is fun. It wasn't as Fred, bombastic Fred. as the as the fight in the dream sequence where you know they're essentially super powered. Yeah, you know, it was more you know knockout drag out and much also like the Mortal Kombat fight. Freddy does a lot of cool elbows and he and he figures out like ways to get him with like air tubes and fire and re, rebar and all that other stuff. But you're right, it it it's I actually like the scene a lot. It's it's like the half of the. Excuse me. Half of the last act of the movie is just their fight. And none of the other characters matter. Of course, Destiny's Child comes out. She says a... Uh, Throws the F-slur out there. Which, oh, wow. That just... Yeah. Mm. By the way, she improvised that. Yeah, that's the that's the bad part. It's like you said she just improvised that. I'm like, oh, man, that's not good. Also, this made it so um, she got fired from Destiny's Child. I don't actually know that. I'm just. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, if she's doing this, I'm pretty sure she's not with Destiny's Child anymore. <laughs> so Maybe anyway, uh, but we find out though uh, during their dreams, Sue Lori's 
dad didn't kill his mom, even though that was suspected. Actually, it was Freddy the whole time. And there's like a rape scene with her and him. And I don't know why, but when he puts his claws up her dress, it's kind of hot. Didn't get that at all. I was horrified. I was like, oh, God, sharp in the nether regions. No, I just really like that nightgown. Like, I oh, really like okay. those white silk nightgowns, like, are are just hot. I don't know. They just, for whatever reason, maybe because there's, you know, when, you know, sometimes you look at something and you know how it would feel, like, texture wise. Yeah. And, like, some feels are gross and some feels uh, are, are hot. Like, for instance, a snail is not hot. A tortoise is not hot. But if you feel like silk or like wool, it's kind of got like a sensual thing about it. Or stockings, for instance. That explains the silk sheets. Okay. Or even, and it's weird about like, because I don't want to make it like I fuck cats or anything, but like petting a cat, you know how it's got like a sexy feel to it in a way. Like it's no. like. No, what I mean is like it's relaxing, it's calming, it's it's you know. Careful, we are at furry level one. Jesus Christ! Anyway, next you're gonna be making wear the headphones with the cat ears on them. So, Fred, dude, coming soon. Uh, Freddie and Jason fight it out. It's a really cool battle. Uh, finally, Will and Lori, you know, set them on fire. There's a lot of bad acting between the two of them. And Freddie yeah. and Jason both basically explode after a propane tank goes off. I mean, there's a lot of gruesome. I'm not going to describe it. You just got to watch it. Yeah. Oh, and then the the whole construction scene. With yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. With the rebar and stuff. That's yes, awesome. That, the rebar scene was cool. It I, is I like cool. And, and, and just when they're on the pier at the very end and they're just stabbing each other in slow motion and like punching through each other and cutting off each other's fingers. It is such, like you say, fan service. I say a love letter to horror. I think it's a good fan service, and I think that scene right there where they're on like a 2D plane, yeah. knocking, dragging out, is where I think they got the inspiration for Mortal Kombat. It, is, it has everything but the finish him. It It is a finish him, but they both rolled in fatality. Uh-oh. Someone's calling me. Um, anyway, so uh, then at the end, uh, we see them both blow up, fall in the water, and remember, one's fire, one's water, but mm-hmm. then we see Jason arise. And- Freddy arise. No, oh yeah, and then he with Jason's machete, and it's kind of like a a a trick shot, and then then we see Freddy get stabbed through the chest, and they both fall in the water again. Which I thought, I thought Jason put on Freddy's glove. I thought they were like trading weapons, but then no, he actually stabbed him with through the arm, arm. and you even see the shoulder ball socket going through, which is kind of cool. Like that's much more Jason. He wouldn't have put on someone else's weapon. He used his own arm to kill him. Exactly. So, yeah, and then um, then we get our surprise roll credits. But I think this so this was before we had our secret like roll credit endings, because then it just cuts to Jason walking out with Freddy's head, and Freddy winks at us, and it's a really cool shot, and it's in slow mo in a swamp. Yep. I thought they should have rolled credits and then did that. Yeah, uh, do a mid credit tease. Something. You know, do something where like the credits are cool. They're not just a black, you know, rolling credits. And then after that, you know, cut to that happening, and then go to the black Most rolling definitely. credits. So that's Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and it was uh, pretty I good. I this is a once a yearly watch for me. I love this movie. There's not ever a time I've started this movie and turned it off. It's just one of those movies for me where I really dig it. And uh, that's about it. So uh, any uh, 
comments or anything? Yeah. They need to do this again. They need to get everyone else. I want Leatherface versus Michael Myers. I want uh, the one I talked about, Gremlins versus Critters. I want all of it. What about Ash? I think Ash is going to be the Thanos of that universe. They're all going to team up, try and take him down, and he has to kill them all. Dude, Ash He's the only one who can save us. Ash wins because he has the power to call the Necronomicon to kill them for real. So he's probably going to have to get all three Necronomicons together and take down all these other monsters. Guys, give us what we want. Give us Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. But... God damn it, there's no Robert Ingua. Universe. <laughs> so we're going to end it on Poe because we're already canceled on YouTube by this point. We've already played too much music. But uh, Also, I heard you get canceled if you say fuck like in the first like 30 God seconds. fucking damn it. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, thank you for joining the Night Party Podcast. I, of course, am your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. Wishing you guys a uh, happy birthday. 20 years to the great movie Freddy vs. Jason. And if you'll excuse me, I believe I have to return some uh, videotapes. And uh, be kind. Rewind anything from you, H1N1? Uh, it's my birthday. Uh, if you feel so inclined to get me a birthday present, throw some money at the Knife Party Podcast. He likes knives, by the way. He likes knives. I, I do like knives. If you're a knife sponsor, dude, you need to hook us up. We'll promote the fuck out of you. Half of our episode will be talking about these cool knives. Oh, yeah, like today's knife. I didn't do this. Uh, today's knife is my brand new Hogue Decca in Magna Cut Steel. All right. Freddie wish he had these. Let's go, Decca Ho. Let's go. Please. I know it's hard to believe.